Hey y'all, we're Kristen and Emily. Besties who love talking about female-driven cinema. Come along for the ride as we talk about landmark films with female writers, directors, actors, and producers. We aim to highlight women's stories and the characters they bring to life on the big screen. So buckle up and join us on this female-driven journey. Fasten your seatbelts. It's going to be a bumpy night. Why the sudden curiosity about your dad, huh? Mother, you can't avoid the subject forever. At least tell me what he was like. I want to talk to you about my mother. Well, what about your mother? Dad, I'm almost 12. How long do you expect me to buy that story that the stork dropped me on your doorstep? Everyone in the world believes they're unique in their own way. Annie James and Hallie Parker are about to discover. This is so freaky. They're both unique in the same way. That's my mom. That's my dad. And you and I are like, like sisters. Hallie, I like twins. We are recording. Okay. So, <laughs> do you know we call our our listeners passengers now? Yes. Yeah. Not only, yeah, not only do I know that. <laughs> Uh, but I feel like that I feel like I'm your passenger you're a passenger yeah well you're you're my co-pilot today yeah I was just gonna say I I called shotgun yeah and I'm in the front so everyone listening you'll you can probably tell that the voice you're hearing that's not mine is a new voice when you don't recognize it's not it's not Kristen so today I've brought on a very special co-host, my childhood best friend of 25 years, Rachel Race. Thank you for having me, Emily. I'm yes. excited to be on. Yes. I have my resident ginger here to talk about a very ginger movie, a ginger-led movie. Would you yep. like to would you like to tell our listeners, our passengers, what which movie we're covering today? Yes. Yeah, so today we are covering the parent trap. Starring <laughs> Lindsay Lohan, <laughs> Natasha Richardson, yes, right? Dennis yeah. Quaid, yes, Lindsay Lohan squared. Yes. Okay. Wait. Yeah. So when you first saw the movie when you were a kid, yeah, did you think that Lindsay Lohan was a twin? No, I think I knew. I think because I don't know. I don't know how I knew, but I knew. Did you? Did you I thought she was a twin. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I feel stupid for asking this, but how did they do this? Because <laughs> it's it's very seamless. It looks really, really good. It does. It looks like it's for real. And it does. After I watched the movie, my biggest question was whether Lindsay Lohan was American or British. She's she's so good. Yeah. She was, she was probably like 10, right? 10 or 11 when when they yeah. shot this movie. Because this yeah. movie. Yeah, the movie came out in 1998. So you and I were like eight because it was probably summer. So we would have been like eight. And I'm guessing she was around like 10 or 11, probably. Yeah. But yeah, she did a great job. I'm neither of us, neither of us is British, as you can tell. But it seemed like, I mean, I was, I was convinced by her, her accent. Yeah, she had a great accent. But I don't know if you noticed, but she also had, she did a great British accent. Mm -hmm. But when she was, British playing American she also had a different type she of accent did. yeah I noticed a couple of times I was like this just I'm like is this is she intentionally slipping into another 
and it was, I was impressed. I was yeah. very, I was impressed. I, I think, yeah, I was impressed at how seamless it was it, with, you know, convincing, convincing us, convincing the viewer that we're really looking at two separate people having conversations with each other and interacting. But I also think it's her acting that really, mm-hmm. really, yeah, she was really very nice. charming. Yeah. And, I, you know, she obviously had a body double she was acting against, but still it was just, it was so good. It was so well done. Yeah, it was. Yeah. So yes, we're today we're covering The Parent Trap. Came out in 1998. It was directed by Nancy Myers. Screenplay, David Swift, Nancy Myers, Charles Shire. And it's based on <laughs> you, I don't know. You'd probably think this is funny, Rachel. It, the original Parent Trap movie. So there was the original movie that came out in like 1961. It was based on a German. <laughs> I don't, novel I guess it was a novel yeah a German novel and I'm going to slaughter this pronunciation Das Doppelte Lokchen by Eric Kastner there's an umlaut so it's Kirstner Kastner too bad your in-laws aren't here because they all speak German fluently right yeah they do <laughs> so damn it um but it was based on a novel by this man Eric Eric <laughs> E-R-I-C-H. Lisa and Lottie, original German title, translates to The Double Lottie. It was a 1949 novel about twin girls separated at birth who meet at summer camp. That's, yeah, that's cool. I didn't know it was a novel. No, me neither. And I didn't know it was written by a German man. (laughs) And it was turned into this Disney movie in like 1961. And then Nancy, Nancy Meyer, uh, Nancy Meyers, I should say, is kind of the queen of the adult rom-com you know something's got to give you know that movie with Diane Keaton and Jack Nicholson yeah and she she has a couple probably several Diane Keaton movies um one that I really enjoyed growing up with my mom was uh Baby Boom we would watch that whenever it was on TV um and I think she did Father of the Bride and yeah she's done a lot of like uh, really charming adult romantic like later in life adult yeah. middle-aged and upper romantic comedies I think something's got to give is really good and she's queen of like house porn so all of the houses in her movies are immaculate and gorgeous and you could definitely see that in this movie yes that was apparent in this movie yeah um I had done a little bit of research on the parent trap oh so. okay wait share do share do yeah, share so um one of the things that I found was that when they're looking for the main character to mm-hmm. play the twins was that she's looking for a young Diane Keaton oh so, that's what anyway. she yeah Diane Keaton's like her muse kind of I guess or she just loves working with Diane Keaton which who wouldn't she's she's a treasure <laughs> just like I, I think a lot of directors have it like Nicole Holliff Center you might have seen some of her movies but she loves working with um Catherine Keener she's in like every single one of her movies except for the last one that came out but yeah certain directors just love working with like Alma Dovar loves Penelope Cruz Scorsese loves uh DiCaprio yeah like back in the day would have been De Niro but yeah I mean I think Lindsay did a great job in this yeah she did I found her really engaging Mm -hmm. um yeah and it's crazy that that was her really her first role her debut role yeah because in the when the credits roll it says introducing Lindsay Lohan yeah so I was like oh wow this was really introducing Lindsay Lohan maybe we should just jump right in before we do we maybe we should talk a little bit about how long you and I have known each other yeah and how we met 
So yes. Can, can you tell the story? Wait, wait, wait. So both of us are 30. Well, I'm 33. You just turned 34, right? Yeah. So we've known each other for roughly 25 years. Yeah, it's a long time. <laughs> what, time yeah. Please talk, please uh, share. So I'm actually interested to hear your version of how we met because I think it's been a long time since okay. we talked about it. I don't know if we've ever talked about it, but um, I think what? it was third grade. Yeah, that's how I remember it. And it was recess. Yeah, I remembered that too. <laughs> and I remember distinctly that I was standing outside and I was in a fight with one of my other friends. So I had nobody to play with. Yeah. So this okay. person I was in a fight with. Um, and I really, at the time when you're a little kid and you are on the playground and nobody to talk to, it kind of is it's mortifying. Yeah, it is. You feel like it's like the end of the world, basically. But um, I had no plan. I was just going to stand there, I think, the whole time. Until, <laughs> for 30 until, minutes. Yeah, for until 30 <laughs> came into recess. So um, yeah, Emily just came up, knight in shining armor, asked if, if, if I wanted to play, and then we just rode off into the sunset the together. Rest is, the rest yeah. is history. <laughs> we were inseparable after that. Yeah. Well, the way I remember it was, do you remember that janky brown jungle gym? It was definitely not safe. Yeah, yeah. That was... I, remember, I remember playing on that. None of that equipment was safe. <laughs> I don't think no. so. It's probably not there any longer. Yeah, I want to drive by. We went to Lemmer School in Escanaba, and I'm kind of feeling nostalgic. I felt nostalgic lately to go visit home, but we should go on a nostalgia tour. Um. We should. Yeah, we yeah we both grew up in the rural Upper Peninsula. You can definitely hear Rachel's accent popping out right now because she still lives in that region. I've kind of lost a little bit of mine. It comes out once in a while, and I'm in in I'm in Arizona now, so. I don't know. We'll probably always stay with me a little bit, but Rachel for sure. Rachel, say bag. I, <laughs> I don't want to. <laughs> okay. Well, it's going to pop out. It's, um, I, okay. So I know that it's bag. <laughs> I know, I know that in my heart, but I always say big. Yeah. Big. And it always happened when I was cashiering. I used to be a cashier. Yeah. So yeah. I'd hand people their bag and go, or I'd say, do you want a bag for that? But I was always contradicting myself I didn't know which one it was yeah <laughs> well it's hard it feels unnatural to say it any other way I've kind of trained myself out of it I think you have to say it the same number of times in a different way in order for it to stick and it still feels weird when I say bag bag like, it just feels bad bag <laughs> like it sounds like I'm trying to sound like a Kim Kardashian or something <laughs> just like a valley girl bag <laughs> yeah exactly so anyway yeah my, my yeah the way I remember it was yeah third grade so we would have been eight 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 or so and I, I remember like that like janky jungle gym and I think I remember it being overcast that's that's what I remember and then <laughs> I remember you with your little what do you have glasses at that point mm can't remember. Mate, yeah, I think I got I think classes in third grade. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, I do remember that. And then your little freckles and so cute. And then we became inseparable for the next yeah. 25 years. <laughs> do you? So in Michigan, we would always have to go outside for recess. Yeah. Do you remember? Like, there's some days that were really cold, but everybody would just stand by the wall. Yep. <laughs> why did they make us do that I don't know why did they just put us in the gym right there are too many kids because they would shove us all outside just like cattle because 
Well, actually, no, that doesn't make sense. They should have had different times they sent the kids out. I think they did. Well, no, we had different playgrounds. I know. So why couldn't they have achieved that? Because there was, it was K through six. Yeah. And the kindergartners aren't even there all day. They, and there were two different, I think, what was it? Fourth through sixth grade had the one playground. And then like K through three had the other side. They could have made that work. But I do remember standing by the brick wall. I remember being huddled into like little groups. Corners. Yeah. And then one person would be in the center. (laughs) And then then we would switch. Then we would switch out based on who was cold at the time. Yeah. And then then there were little alcoves in that brick wall. Remember that? There's corners you could kind of hide in. Yeah. To shelter against the wind. What are they doing? What are they doing? And now now here in Phoenix, it's... It's opposite. It's probably too hot. Yeah, well, yeah, because like they start very early here. They're going to start um, K through six, at least is starting in like a week. So, oh, wow. Yeah, it's July 9th. Now we would always start in September in Michigan, probably because they're like, where else? What are the kids going to do? This is no summer break for them. They can't do anything. So yeah. right now it's 106 degrees at 1230 p.m. It's going to be a high of 110. And in the next week, we're going to hit 115 degrees here. So they with these kids they must just have them in the gym probably but yeah I do remember it'd be bitter cold and just windy and we'd all be in our little snowsuits <laughs> oh yep. it was so good it was so good you know what I just remembered what I remember the time that I got sick I got really sick because I remember I just stayed home it was probably during the winter when it was awful but I remember staying home for like three days, which for a little kid, that's a long time to stay home when you're that sick. And obviously I wasn't going to be texting you as a 10 year old with, and there was that technology didn't exist. So I remember just being miserable and then coming back. And I distinctly remember you saying you left me for 72 hours. I, I remember that you were very upset. It is upsetting. Because <laughs> yeah. we didn't know. I mean, you didn't know it was wrong. I could have been dead for all you (laughs) you left me you left me for 72 hours yeah I remember that we leveled up in fifth grade yeah we leveled (laughs) up in fifth grade um well we were on the same softball team your dad coached remember yes he was a little too intense he was a little (laughs) bit too serious about it and you hated it I I was was horrible and you you didn't come back One year, that was all I had in me. And I think I was the one who was like pressuring you. Come on, you should be the softball team with me. (laughs) Yes, it was bad. But I remember I had one shot on second base. Your dad put me in and I just failed miserably. But all the girls were very encouraging. We had nice friends. Well, mostly nice. Yeah. Mostly nice people. We had our little like local sponsored teams. One was Jacob's Drillers. I remember that. It was a yellow shirt. It said Jacob's Drillers on it, green. And then, oh God, I don't remember. Oh, Cretans, remember? Yeah, Cretan Brothers. The Cretan Brothers. What did they even do? It was a gray shirt with red, but were they like cement? It was some something like something. I think so. Yeah, all of our local little teams. Yep. Yep. Good, good times, good times. And then, of course, we went to junior high and high school together. And then Rachel went to college and at NMU for a while, right? In Marquette. Yep. yep. And then I moved and down south. Yeah. 
never to be seen up here again. Never again. That's not true. I was there when I was there in 2020. <laughs> I think that was the last time I was in the UP it was yeah, probably 2020, but I, I, I do miss it. I miss in many ways. I miss it. And I want to, I would love to go back and visit in the summer, not at any other time, not at any other yeah. time. Summer, oh. is the, summer is the nicest time. It's beautiful. Yeah, it really is. Oh, okay. I'm sure we'll, we'll be reminiscing, reminiscing some more as we cover this very nostalgic nineties movie, but okay, let's get into it. So the movie starts and it's clearly stand-ins because it's a montage of, of them getting married, but they never show their faces. And I was like, why couldn't they just get Dennis Quaid and Natasha Richardson to do this? Maybe they weren't available and they shot it at the very end or something. Maybe that could be. Because it's clearly not them. And <laughs> and then that King Cole is, is singing. The soundtrack is great in this movie. It is great. I loved all the songs. It slaps. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if anyone says slaps anymore, but it does slap. Yeah, there's a montage of them getting married. And then you see like the, the picture of them looking at each other. The one that later on is torn in half. We find out it was torn in half. Yeah. But then the movie just like starts. It's like, bam. <laughs> I thought it. Yeah, I, yeah. I didn't. I watched this movie a long time ago, so mm-hmm. I really had no recollection of the order of events, but I was yeah. surprised how abrupt it just came. Oh, it's just, at summer camp already. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It was just like montage of the mom and dad, and we don't even see their faces getting married. And then on the, on the that yacht, whatever they're on. And then it's just like, well, summer camp. <laughs> it's just, yeah. But I was like, oh, cool. Like they didn't waste any time. This is good. And this movie yeah. is two, it's over two hours long. Right. That doesn't really happen anymore today unless it's a freaking like Marvel movie that's three hours long. But just like something like this, they're usually like an hour 20. Yeah. I think, yeah, the 90s was a different time. There would just be movies that were over two hours long that weren't franchise movies, you know? Just rom-coms. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of... I kind of miss it. I don't know. I, yeah, I think I was telling you that it was a long movie, but it didn't feel long when you're watching yeah. it because mm-hmm. it felt like every, like the pacing was really fast. Yeah, it was very well done, I think. Yeah, so they're at the Walden, is it Camp Walden or something? Yeah. This, I, it, you have to suspend a lot of disbelief in this because I'm like, why would Annie come all the way from London to go to this? It's not that great. Like it, Like, they're both rich. We can see that when we see their homes, <laughs> but it, like maybe I'd buy Hallie going all the way to, I'm guessing this is like the East coast or something or I think it's New England or I don't even know where they're supposed to, do they ever even, do they ever even say where they are? I don't know where they, I don't know if they ever said where, but I know that they based it on an actual camp in Maine. So yeah, like New England. Yeah. And then Annie's like, I flew 2000 miles or whatever from London. And then, I mean, Hallie basically flew 2000 miles from California. Exactly. So, yeah. So, but I was like, this would have to be bomb ass for them to fly, like for some parent, a parent to send a rich, you know, someone with money to send their child 2000 miles away. And I'm like, this camp doesn't seem that great. Like, no, like Hallie well, could have gone to some really awesome camp in California. Right. Right. Well, there was a point in the movie where Annie, she's with her dad and she starts speaking French out of nowhere. Yeah. And then she goes, oh, I learned it at camp. <laughs> like no, was... I don't think you, I don't think you did. That didn't seem like that kind of camp. It didn't, it didn't. Seem, they weren't doing like dressage and stuff where I could imagine like Annie going to like an elite, it's basically like prep school, basically. Yeah. 
summer camp, but yeah, no, it didn't make sense, but whatever. We're, we're suspending our disbelief. Yeah. So they show up at the camp and I just remember since we were what, eight years old when we probably saw this movie for the first time, I remember everyone looking so grown up. Yes. Like I remember tie dye girl looking so old when I was eight because she's tall. And I remember tie dye girl looking like so mature and like a teenager and like oh wow these are all babies <laughs> I know it's so cute and they're all dressed like they're all dressed like Gen Z dresses now yeah yeah that's how that's how like 25 year olds are dressing is how these like 10 year olds are dressing in 1998 it's cute it's nostalgic it is it's really cute so Hallie makes friends right away when tie-dye girl <laughs> pulls her bag out for yeah. her and she makes that other cute little friend immediately she just makes friends and then Annie shows up with her butler <laughs> Martin Martin she like shows up in a limo and yeah I thought that was so cute how they made friends instantly after pulling out the duffel bag for her yeah like, here's your luggage now our best friends for the movie <laughs> yeah well that you know what that reminded me of Harvey girls did you listen to the Harvey girls episode we did Yes, yeah, it reminded me of them immediately just making friends and ha- like I was like, oh, instant female camaraderie, awesome. People, <laughs> these girls are nice to each other. Well, these ones, then there's a rivalry, but <laughs> yeah, Annie, I don't know, I don't remember how she made friends or if we even see it happening. She did make friends because she had a little posse with she had her. A posse, but I don't. They didn't show her making. They friends. didn't. No, they didn't show it. They probably saw the butler and the handshake and thought mm. that I need to be friends with that girl. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Should we talk about the the handshake? Yeah. Yeah. So my sister and I learned this handshake and would do it all the time. So I didn't learn this particular handshake, Emily, but I know that we made up our we own. Had one, we had one that we would do. We were inspired. Yeah. Um, I think it was a long handshake, too. We it had. was a long handshake. And I remember that we had to do it every single time that we saw each other. Yeah, so it would take a long time. <laughs> it would take a long time. Or when we came inside from recess, we had to do it before we went inside. And then be like, oh no, we screwed it up. Start over. <laughs> yeah, we screwed it up. We have to start over. Or when we'd um meet halfway. Oh, oh, let's our... talk... wait, let's talk about that. Okay. Let's talk about it. So Emily and I lived on the same street, but Avenue. Yeah, Avenue, but it was probably 12 blocks apart or something like that. Which for uh for like two 10 year olds that's pretty far was it about a mile you'd say yeah probably probably like a mile so when we would want to hang out we'd always meet halfway between our houses on our bicycles on our bicycles so then we'd meet halfway we call each... and say I'm leaving now yeah. <laughs> we call each other's landlines <laughs> yeah and if you're yes, lucky yes children we had landlines and then <laughs> you're right if you're lucky what if you're lucky you get a cordless phone yeah I think we had cordless at that point probably yeah, yeah we did yeah so we'd call one of us would call we you know do you remember when everyone you'd had to memorize phone numbers remember that uh-huh you'd have an address book with them all written down yeah yep yep we call each other and say okay I'm leaving now and we basically arrive at the same time like every time because it was almost exactly halfway I think yeah but then we get off our bikes, do the handshake, <laughs> get back on the bike. And then drive down to Lunnington Park or drive yeah. down, right? <laughs> Ride down. I'm just realizing I, I like I would never let a 10-year-old girl out alone like that anymore. We were constantly alone. 
constantly. It's like 10 year olds, just like riding bikes around at the park or whatever, like never. And both of us had paper routes when we were like 10. Yeah. I I would never do that. Like we, I would never let a child do that. Not like not where I am, especially, but even in Escanaba, I don't think they do that anymore. Cause probably not. Cause it's like, you're on a routine. So if some creep is watching, they know where you're going to be at the Mm -hmm. same time every day. And it was, I had a really long route. I think I had like over 50 houses or something. And yours, yours, my route was long. Yours was like 24 papers or something. Cause I know I did it for you one time. (laughs) Yeah. My route was manageable. Emily's route was insane. Crazy long. Did Wait, wait, the first day that I was on my paper route, did you come with me? And did you get stung? You got stung by a bee. I did. And I had, I went into like anaphylaxis a little tiny bit, like as it stung me on the neck, but I do remember it have like, you know, when you kind of close up a little, but no, obviously not severely allergic, but I do remember being very frightened, but I think you wanted me to go with, because I've never done a paper. (laughs) And And I I know you went on vacation or you did something. So I know I took it over for you once, but yeah, I think yours was like half the length of mine. Yeah, mine was easy, but on my route, I had to go and collect money from people. Oh, yeah. To pay for the papers. So that's something that I don't think they do anymore. Why does it feel like we grew up in 1933? <laughs> oh, I know. It kind of does. Yeah. But oh my God, those tips, though, like at Christmas, I'd pay yes. something houses. And if you're walking around like at Christmas time when it's cold, those were some sweet tips. Yeah. I used to rollerblade on my route. Hell yes. I would have two because it was so many and it's like certain days the paper would be thicker. Some days I would only need one bag. Some days I would need two and I'd wear them like a bandolier. So it, I'd have one across one way shoulder and another across the other to distribute the weight. And I would just be on my bicycle. You get some sweet tips at Christmas. And, and like, so normally during the week, <laughs> the work week, we would do it right after school that deliver yep. the paper but on the weekend you had to be up really early so my dad would often help me like especially in the cold he would drive up the house and I would drop the paper off but if it sometimes I would just walk it but we'd be up really early but especially when it was freezing cold and those papers were heavy he would help me out <laughs> yeah that's the one and the Saturday papers were bigger than the Big. normal. yeah um so that's something I didn't miss when I stopped my paper out was yeah if you had a sleepover or something, you still have to come oh, home. Oh yeah, someone would have, like, or your you'd have to ask your older brother to do it, or like my dad or something. Yeah, <laughs> or a friend. But I do remember that. Oh, I remember that now. Paper out. I have to go do my paper out. <laughs> yeah, we were hustling. That was pretty sweet, making some <laughs> cash money so we could go walk to the mall. When, exactly. Back when there was print media, like printed media, newspapers, and an actual mall. what we're talking about about. anyway back to where we were so yeah they're so they're they're at Walden camp whatever camp Walden and um Marva's I always thought their name was the two camp leaders it's like a mother and daughter and they're named Marva but they just are referred to as Marva's that always confused me as a as a child I was like what are they calling him her her name is Marva's And I, rec- I instantly recognized the older one, as, like she was definitely in Mrs. Doubtfire as like the neighbor. That- I didn't recognize her, but oh. I recognized the younger counselor. Wait, what was she in? Friends. She was Janice. Oh, <laughs> see, I haven't, I'm not a friends 
head, <laughs> but Rachel, wait, have you seen all of friends? No, I no, but I used to watch it a lot when I was a kid. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I didn't recognize her. I just recognized the older one. Marva's. <laughs> um, someone is reading teen bop. I'm pretty sure when they go into the cafeteria, I was like, Oh my God, teen bop. Ah. <laughs> and like, Oh yeah, there's like a boy is there. I was like, they wouldn't just leave that boy there. He would immediately no. get he would immediately get sent home. <laughs> but that little boy, that's actually Lindsay Lohan's brother. Oh, really? Yeah. He was uh cast as an extra. Or... Oh, he didn't look like her at all. No. He had like he wasn't a ginger. Mm-mm. Ginger at all. Oh, interesting. Rachel has done her research. All right. Um did you did you feel seen? when you saw this movie as a child to have like ginger representation absolutely did it mean a lot to you <laughs> yeah um yeah the first movie I guess was The Little Mermaid yeah every redhead girl I'm sure was obsessed yeah. with that yes um, but yeah it was really nice to see a little redhead little red- and she movie. has a lot of lots of freckles she does yeah she has more than you she had a lot yeah. of like, she more freckles than you do and they were like dark like darker freckles like yeah. so cute and she had like a red, almost auburn kind of like it was like a darker red. Yeah. Rachel, Rachel's more of a strawberry blonde, but it's it's definitely a you know, it's kind of weird when people say redhead. It's not red, but it's we just say that. But oh. Rachel, Rachel's got like kind of a strawberry blonde look. I I still get comments on my hair. Like what? So, <laughs> just a couple. It was probably a month ago. I was in Walgreens. And the cashier asked me what I would consider my hair color. He goes, what would you call, what, what kind of color hair is that? And I said, well, it's red. And he goes, no, it looks not. more, it looks more orange to me. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it really is more of an orange hue, but we, no one says that people will just call you a redhead or a ginger. I like ginger. I that's, think ginger is more, more representative, yeah, yes, representative of the color. Accurate. I think red is more like when you see someone with auburn, where it's kind of like that dark brown kind mm-hmm. of coppery, but the, there's a spectrum, but you're on the redhead spectrum, but it's like yeah. a very, very, like a very pretty, like blonde, yeah, like strawberry blonde color. Rachel always has had beautiful hair. Thank you. Um, <laughs> yeah. And oh yeah. Do you see those ginger festivals they have in like Ireland every year? You should go. <laughs> that sounds like something I would do. I would they, go too. Like I saw a thing on Instagram. I think people go there to like date. Like they want to have ginger children. So they, oh. want, they want to meet another. Rachel's already, Rachel's spoken for. But <laughs> yes. Well, that's the thing is when there's not a lot of redheads around, I don't have to worry about it. But I always felt like I could never date a ginger oh. person oh. because not? it would remind me of my brother too much. Oh, That'd be like me dating another Asian guy. I would just be like, no, like, which is weird because I don't think white people have that where they're like, I can't date another white person because they're maybe because there are so many white people. (laughs) You're just like, uh, I mean, if we go far back, far enough, if we go back far enough, we're all related, right? But (laughs) I could see you not wanting to date another. I could see why that might be weird because you would look, you would look related. You would look like brother and sister. Yeah. And we didn't have a lot of redheads in our town. Like no. in our class, we, no, we did a ton of them. So they, yeah, wait, the only was, redhead. Wait, who was, did we have any other ones? There was two boys in our elementary school who had red hair. Yeah. No, well, I would felt orange. so cool, like <laughs> going, to, going to camp in our sixth grade oh, trip. Shit. Oh, we have to talk. Okay, Rachel, we need to talk about this. Um, 
Yeah, I was going to say, we have to talk about like summer camp. First of all, as a child, I would not have wanted to be away an entire summer at camp. I was too anxious. What about you? Would you have been liked that or? Yeah, I would have. I feel like you could have handled it and been fine, but I was so anxious. Like I had a hard time at sleepovers and my, my mom, like, I remember being like, mom, I want to do Girl Scouts. And she's like, I don't think you could handle it. And you know what? She was probably right. Yeah. Emily had to leave my house a couple of times because she wanted to go home. Couldn't sleep. Yeah. But I feel like you would have totally handled. I would have loved to go to summer camp. It was always kind of this fantasy. Yeah. Like fantasy, like mythical place that you could go to for for like three months. Mm -hmm. But my brother, so my brother was four grades above me. Yeah. And so he got to go to camp. So our camp experience is a sixth grade field trip. It was an overnight field trip. What was the name of the camp again? Camp Unalaya. Oh, I was, I thought it was, you're probably right. I thought I remember it being Potawatomi. Like it might have been. It, it might, I, you might be right though. I, I but everyone was like looking forward to it, and it was traumatic for me. But we don't yeah, Trevor Emily, we don't need to talk about it. <laughs> so my brother was four grades older than me, so every time he got to do something cool at school, I had to wait uh-huh. for so long to do it. So I was yeah. really looking forward yeah. to it. What do I remember about that? I do remember the like canoeing canoeing we had I know that we broke out into little groups and they it was more of an educational field trip so yeah talk about science and ecology and yep stuff and, like that and then there was like a rope bridge and different activities you could do and yeah you had free time for activities um and they and gathered they, us all in that building they gathered us all in that building to like do rain noises do you remember that and yep. then they told us ghost stories and yep did we do skits Oh, I think we did. Yeah. Yeah, I think we did. And I see, again, I remember the, the, whatever, whoever was running the camp, they must've been like a bunch of 18 year olds, 19 year olds. But I remember they they look so old. Like I remember when you're that young, everyone looks old. Like anyone who's an adult just looks like everyone's 35, (laughs) but they were probably like 19 year old kids running the camp. Yeah. Yeah, that was, I did want to ask you, like, would you stay at summer camp? And I was like, I bet Rachel would stay at a summer camp all summer. I would have loved to get away. Oh, I know. <laughs> did you ever fantasize about having a long lost twin? Definitely. Me too. <laughs> I'm like, there's no way it happened. But I was like, wouldn't it be so cool if you found out you had a twin? <laughs> I was, I was convinced that I had one. Somewhere. She's out there. Yeah. Uh, she still might be out there, Rachel. You don't know. That would be crazy. She, she might be out there. But I did uh, my I did my DNA testing. So oh, you did your ancestry.com. Yep. You so she's it. out there. She oh, could. Okay. Yep. Somewhere. Probably back in Ireland. Probably. <laughs> Probably, right? Oh yeah. I, yeah, so many things just don't make sense in this movie. Like, why do all these like 11 year old girls know poker? <laughs> like they all understand the rules because they go to play poker with each other and they're all gathered well, on watching. And I'm like, why do they all know? Like how I, did they all know to play poker? I think I think just Hallie and Annie knew poker, and they were teaching all the other girls oh, how to play. Because okay. it just seemed the way the girls were reacting, like they knew, like oh, you have a good hand. So yeah. Why do all these girls understand? <laughs> I don't. Yeah. Um. I think it's one of those things where, when you're, so one of the, a lot of times when twins are separated at birth mm-hmm. and they do find each other later, one oh. of the things that gets hyped up on the media is 
all the similarities they have well never there was that netflix remember that netflix documentary about those girls that were separated from china yeah i think yeah and one of them was raised in france and one of them was raised in the united states and then i saw that yeah but it turned out they were very similar in a lot of ways yeah yeah so i think that's very interesting but i think Mm -hmm. they did that to show that they have similar interests like poker and the fencing and they're both like clever and smart yeah the fencing definitely you know (laughs) lindsay lohan was definitely in that fencing (laughs) yeah (laughs) clearly not (laughs) yeah oh i always thought that was so cool that she fenced that is cool that's something i thought that was so badass i was like oh i'm on a fence and then when they played poker, I thought Hallie was so cool when she came in with the jacket and the sunglasses and, and like the hair up and she had like blue nails. I was like, oh, she's so cool. <laughs> and then that music started playing bad to, yeah, the, bad bone. to the bone. Yeah. Yeah. And that she had a sock full of like quarters and they were betting like nail polish. lipstick. Yeah. I was like, I thought they were so cool and grown up. <laughs> that was so cute. It was very cute. I don't know. That might be my favorite part of the movie is when they're at camp. Maybe. I think it's the most fun, but I, yeah, I liked camp. Um, I did like some of the other scenes we can talk about later. Yeah, but the camp yeah. was the most fun. It was I cute. Think. It was so fun. Yeah. And yeah, like, I, so I went to girl camp when I was, you know, like, do you remember when I did that, Rachel? It was a church thing. Oh, was it? Yeah. Um, I hated going. I'd never wanted to go because it would be, it would be in the middle of Wisconsin in the woods somewhere gross. So how long were you there for? Usually a week. And I hated okay. it. I did not want to go. I just didn't, I don't, I'm not a big camper. I've like, I've learned to enjoy it more now that I'm in the desert, basically, because there are no mosquitoes and absolutely no, there's no humidity here. But what, you know, in the UP in Wisconsin, it's a hive of mosquitoes. You'll be, you are eaten alive and it's like 60% humidity. It's gross. Like I hated it, but I basically had to go. <laughs> I wasn't given much of a choice of, you know, you're going to girls camp because it was church related. So I had yeah. to go and, but yeah, I mean, some of these scenes just made me think of that. I, I never, you know, I was so good. So I wasn't going skinny dipping, but I know some girls got in trouble for doing that. Well, at, at night, did you ever do that, Rachel, and get in trouble? No, I never got in trouble. Okay. I did get, well, I got in trouble. We were Wait. on that train bridge. Oh, yeah. Not for skinny dipping, though, Not right? for skinny dipping, but just for being somewhere we shouldn't have been. Yeah, our, so our, we had a trio of friends growing up. Rachel, it was myself, Rachel, and our friend Jackie. Hi, Jackie. She'll probably listen to this, right? But she lived kind of more out in the country by a train, like a bridge, a big br- bridge over the river, right? Yep. What river was that? Was that Rapid River? I don't even know where that was I'm not sure which river it was yeah but it, it was a big big black bridge and it was a, a literal train bridge a train would go over it but we used to climb up there right under the landing right under it and we would just sit there so we could enjoy the when the, the train would come yeah it was a nice view and like the train would come by right over your head and it would, it would rumble we probably shouldn't have been up there I we shouldn't I, have been up I, there I, I don't think Jackie's parents had a problem with it because she probably went up there all the time no, they didn't have a problem, but we were caught by the DNR, by a DNR. Oh, garden. yeah. And he had made us all call our parents and tell them what we <laughs> did because he said he was going to be following up with them later. So they should have a heads up. Oh, my God. I remember he, that part. He never called. He was just so, trying to scare it. He was just trying to scare us. But I got home and I got in so much trouble. Oh, God. 
I don't think you got in trouble. No, because we were always doing shit like that. David and I, we were yeah. just little ragamuffins just running around. Wait, wait. <laughs> the way we're talking about it, it sounds like we're ta- like we were just like Huck Finn and Scout Finch, but we kind of were. This was pretty rural and we would run around barefoot and dirty all summer. My Filipino dad, he would just, we'd come, we, David and I would be running around the alley just barefoot in the dirt, just like around the block. And we'd be dirty, filthy, dirty. And my dad would always like hose us down before he let us know. Do you remember that? Yeah. He'd like make us hose down our feet and like dry off before we go in. But and we'd spend most of our summers. I felt outside. like we just spent outside, but spent at the beach. Yep. We'd be outside and then riding our bikes around. But yeah, a lot of barefoot, we'd be scraped up all the time. And we'd be down at Scoops. Oh, yeah. The ice cream place. Yeah. Wait, what was the name of the store next to Scoops that we always went in to get candy? What was that place called? I have no idea. But we would be out. We would just be outside all the time. That was kind of, yeah, out on our bicycles. You get so, well, I would get dark, like dark, dark brown. And Rachel would just like burn. I would just get more freckles. Yeah. Rachel. That's the thing. Rachel, Rachel visited me out here in December. So it wasn't hot, but I was like, oh my God, Rachel could not live in Phoenix. You're just combust. You would have to, you'd have to walk around with a Sunbrella. I see a lot of people walking around with those, especially yeah. our Asian students. I work at ASU. A lot of them carry an umbrella because it's just crazy hot here and the UV rays are up. Yeah. Astronomical. So I need oh. to come visit you when it's warmer out. I think it was 60. Yeah. Well, it was, yeah, it was like New Year's. Yeah. But it was a nice break from where you were, right? Definitely. Wisconsin. But yeah, yeah, right now it's beautiful in like March. I'd say that'd be a good time to come out. But Wait, let's wait, go wait. back. Let's go what? back into to the streaking question. Oh, streaking? Yeah, skinny don't dipping. Or no, skinny dipping. But that reminded me that like when we would do dares, a lot of our dares would be to streak. Around we just house. run outside. Yeah. Yeah, we did. Because when it was dark, we would run outside and then run back in the house. I yeah. do remember that. Yeah. I do. I remember I had a sleepover of like what seven or eight girls that came over. Uh-huh. And we did that. Yep. Ran around the house. <laughs> When we were, I don't know how old we were at that point, 12, 12, 13, but yeah, we did do that. I think we froze someone's bra. I do remember that. I did that. And I didn't even understand the purpose of that. (laughs) It's like, what is it going to matter? You just won't wear it. Well, because some girls kind of needed that bra, Rachel. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't have those concerns. No, I I did. (laughs) My sister certainly did. Yeah. (laughs) At a young age. Man, you know what? Growing up kind of is, is rough. It's really hard. <laughs> the show that reminds me the most of growing up is we I introduced you to it. It was Pen 15. Yes. That, that was, was so funny. It was so accurate because they're about our age, I think, a little older. But the show, it, like look it up if you haven't. I was like, this is I'm relating so hard. Cause it it because the two leads are what are their names in real life? Maya Erskine and then Anna. Anna Conkle. Yeah. Maya Erskine and Anna Conkle. And they're playing versions of themselves as like 11 year olds, right? 11, 12. But when they made it, they were like 33, 34. So they're playing, but they're playing themselves as children growing up at like in the early 2000s in middle school. And wow, did I, (laughs) I related the most to the, the Spice Girls um, scene where you would always have to be scary spice. Yeah, I'm not black, but. And you're not even. Yeah. No. no, but it, yeah, being the only ethnic person, person of color. Yeah. 
it would be, yeah, I would have to be, and I wouldn't want to even, and I would be like, well, that's what you get. To, you have to be, you have to be scary spice. And you are definitely a posh spice to me. Um, yeah, I wanted to be posh. Thanks, Rachel. Yeah. But I remember doing those concerts in the backyard, but yeah, a lot of that was like, oh yeah, all this stuff was kind of traumatic. Just like yeah. people assuming, you know, I'm adopted or people just thinking I'm Chinese. I'm not Chinese. But when you grow up in a place that rural, any Asian person, every Asian person is Chinese. Right. Not, or, or I got called Puerto Rican once and it was supposed to be an insult. I'm like, okay. Basically, Thanks. basically it was just a feeling of not being one of every, you know, not being yeah. different, not belonging. And um, uh, not to mention our mascot, which I don't think we'll get into. It's we don't horrific. have to get into it's, it. It's horrific. I, I, we're not going to, we, maybe we'll do a special episode on it, but we, we won't. Um, but yeah, that show... Because the, the lead, to, one of them is has half Asian. So one of the Maya Erskine's character is in real life. She's her parents are her mother's Japanese and her father is white. And so she's this half Asian girl growing up. And but a lot of the stuff she was dealing with on that show, I was like, yeah, I remember this. You know, this was painful and you know hard at sometimes because it was the same thing with me. And then her friend Anna in on the show, she has her own difficult family difficulties she's dealing with with her parents getting a divorce and stuff so I was like oh Rachel like that was definitely that my was, that was Rachel so like and both of us kind of just clung to each other because yeah we were kind of like oh this is this is your anchor when you're I when know. you're a little girl right I so. was so embarrassed so my mom had gotten divorced three times mm-hmm. but I was so embarrassed I just told you that like she never got married in the first place <laughs> yeah I think I did know she was divorced though but I, yeah, you must have said that. And then I, because I remember you had a, you had a stepbrother at one point. Right? Yeah. Like I remember meeting him and I, yeah. and you moved houses and stuff. But yeah, yeah growing up is, is shitty. It's traumatic. No, but, it really was shitty. Yeah. Um, But it just makes you, it just creates your personality. Yeah. So it's and all good. We're all good. We're good now. Well, we're mostly good. I, we're I, mostly good. No one escapes, you know adolescence without scars no exactly one. no one but I I think we had each other we're stable well-adjusted adults I, I think <laughs> and we're still friends so and cool. yeah the, what a treasure I, you, Rachel is uh, we we discovered so I have a bunch of pictures in my office at work and Rachel is there and I texted and I was like look you're at my office and then she texted back and let's say you have that same exact picture in your in your office at yes work. that was so crazy yeah yeah it was so Keeping Rachel for life, for sure. It's very special. Uh, this is turning just into a Roman. <laughs> we can we can get back into this. It's okay. All right. Anyway, yeah. Annie and Hallie, yeah, they meet. They meet, and they pull their fencing masks off, and <laughs> and Annie's like, "Can't you see that we're identical?" And then and then Hallie's in denial, but they're clearly identical twins. Identical. And this is another thing where I'm like, yeah, in real life, the camp counselors would. Notice, would notice right away and call the you know when I mean what if was what if you were a camp counselor and clearly identical twins met met each other would you want Definitely. to connect with the parent yes yeah for sure and but yeah everyone's just kind of like oh whatever <laughs> like it's not really no one makes a thing of it and then they they get into a, a kind of a little bit of a gang <laughs> rivalry thing where all of Annie's friends insults were thrown yeah 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 people were throwing throwing shade throwing they were about to throw hands but they were, I think they were 
<laughs> Hallie was Hallie was salty that she lost the fencing match. She did. And I think Annie was more receptive to them being. Yeah. She was like, "Can't you see what?" <laughs> but yeah, it quickly escalated into them being mortal enemies. Quickly, yeah. Well, because Sally is just insulting her. She's she's like, "Well, you mean your nose and your teeth?" And I was like, "Girl, you're identical." Yeah, your eyes are too close. And... Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Annie's like, "Well, I have." I have claws and you don't. And it's it's really good. I know her defense and you don't. I have claws and you don't. It's good. It's it's pretty good. And then they do some outrageous pranks that are very much movie pranks where they do that entire crazy. Remember that game Mousetrap? Like when, yes. they, when they raid their cabin and set up. <laughs> that reminded me of Mousetrap for yeah, sure. Yeah. And there's just like yarn everywhere and and no one wakes up. Like they pour honey all over that girl and she doesn't wake up. No. Like that's crazy. That and is that crazy. Just, that just reminded me. Again, we, we won't mention this person's name, but me being a little shit, we had, it was Rachel and myself and I, you're having a sleepover at my house. We had a, we had a friend of me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We did. But I remember we were, you both of you were sleeping over at my house and we were watching the Lord of the Rings, the Fellowship of the Ring, and she, and she fell asleep probably halfway through the movie. <laughs> what did we do? Put mayonnaise in her hair or something? Yeah, I she mean, was and really mad. She was upset, and I, and I was definitely the instigator, and you kind of just went along with it because Rachel is a very sweet person, and she would <laughs> normally do you wouldn't do that on your own initiative. But I was being a little shit, and then she woke up, and I felt like so bad because she was crying. She was really upset. And yeah. I was like, oh god, I'm such an asshole. It is, it is hard to pick on somebody. Yeah, but I did because, yeah. oh God, that was, that was one of my, that was one of the meaner things I've done. Um, Your life regrets. Yeah, yeah, it was that. And then she was really upset and then she like went to me, she like took a shower and I was like, oh wow, what a, I feel like such a jerk. But then she got back at us, remember? Because we slept over at her house yep. with like six other girls. And I remember they were watching Resident Evil and I was so scared. And I was like, not supposed to watch rated R movies. No. But then I think, yeah, we fell asleep. And then I woke up sticky. I don't know what they put. Did you wake up sticky? Because they had. Yeah, I don't know what it was. Yeah, they put like, it might have been honey. It might have been because I remember there was stuff in my hair and like on my forehead. Yeah. Yeah, that was something. I don't know if I ever did this, but I do have memories of people writing on other people. Oh, faces, people's faces. Yeah. Yeah. And I, but I guess we slept through that though. So it is like somewhat realistic, but I don't think if someone pours like an entire, like it was like 12 ounces of honey on that girl and she didn't wake up once like rolling around in it. Right. And, and there's pour- so many of them in the room. You think yeah, somebody so would have noticed. Yeah. yeah. And then one of they like pour like, like, like shaving cream all over that girl. Shaving cream. And she, then that's loud. That's loud. Yeah, it is loud. <laughs> but straight, like that would realistically, like feasibly take 12 hours to do what they did. Yeah. Should we describe your cosplay? Yeah. So, well, first of all, when I was getting ready, my husband takes a look at me and he goes, why are you dressed like a youper? <laughs> yes, glad. Rachel, either a lesbian or a youper, <laughs> but a very femme lesbian. Just like a little touch of flannel. Yeah, but just some flannel. That's all. Halfway between like femme and butch. But yeah, yeah. she's got. Kind of, but yeah, Rachel is dressed like Hallie because she's got. I, yeah, I definitely. I said no. I'm not a youper. I'm Hallie from the Parent Trap. Did he even know what that meant? No, he didn't. He goes, "Who's that?" Oh, come on, it's of course, Lindsay, it's Lindsay Lohan. Of course, Tyler's never seen Parent Trap. 
And then we had a debate about how I should do my hair, but well, she I, does it. Yeah, she would do it like half up, half it up. Looks, it looks great. Yeah. No, it looks great. That's so awesome. Because like a couple weeks ago, or wait, last week? No, no, the last episode, Kiki dressed up. She she had her Dorothy cosplay, and then now Rachel has Halloween cosplay. Your cat looks fake. <laughs> <laughs> But then he goes, what are the other girls dressing up as? And I'm like, I think it's just me. Yeah. Well, you're the only one who looks, I mean, it's a little bit of a ginger, a little yeah. bit. She might, but she might've just, she might have, but unfortunately our Kiki has a migraine right now. So we're, <laughs> we're recording Sons Kiki right now. Yeah. Next time, right? Next, next time. Yeah. Next time. Next time. Where were we? Oh yeah. So anyway, they, the pranks escalate and then they get busted because Mar- Marva's go they she goes into the cabin and like it's it's like a cartoon like that was intense like, yeah <laughs> which what fell on her what was I was she- so stressed it was a it was a chocolate sauce that fell on her and then feathers right and then like, yeah and then the feathers yeah it was yeah something that only happens in movies like very it was like slapstick funny but then it didn't make sense that their punishment was getting their own cabin I'm like that's not a punishment no that's I a- loved I'd love to be in the isolation cabin. That cabin was awesome. It was up on a hill. They had their own stuff. And it, I was like, that's not punishment. That's that's amazing. Like that's a but I guess they were upset because they couldn't do their activities. But it's like, no, that's not a punishment. That's and, and like there's no way they, they wait, wait, what, what? what? And they hate they hated each other. So I guess that's their punishment. But yeah, they, they would no no adult would ever leave two children in conflict with each other alone in a cabin. There's no way. No. <laughs> so it's just, yeah, some of it is just like, you know, just go with it. And then they like immediately hang up all their stuff. I was like, that's a lot of shit you brought up there. Just like they're covering their walls and pictures. And I was like, wait, they brought that stuff. I know. Are they supposed to be in the isolation cabin the rest of their time there? Because that's the same thought I had. I was like, oh, I thought this was just like a a small punishment, but it. I'm like they they brought all. Yeah, they were hanging up posters. I'm like, okay, okay. Anyway, and then then there's like a storm, and they bond. They bond. Yep. And then they have the discussion about the picture, their parents, and one, and then one of them's like, well, I have half. I only have one picture of my mother, and it's torn in half. And then. And then Hallie, I don't wait. Who fig, who's the one who suggested? Was it Annie? Annie, Probably. Annie, yeah. and she's like, because Hallie's like, well, I only have one picture of my mother, and then Annie's like, I only have the one picture of my father torn in half, <laughs> and their their birthdays are both on October 11th, probably 1988 or something. 19, yeah, 1987, 1988, and it's duh, and clearly they are identical. So, <laughs> so well then. Yeah, Hallie goes, do you, or Annie goes, do you know what this means? And Hallie goes, it means that we're sisters. And then Annie says, not just sisters, we're twins. We're like twins. Yeah. They hug. She hugs her body double, but it's so, <laughs> it's so sweet. It yeah, they, so they put the picture, they match the picture. Okay, I can't even get into like how fucked up it is that their parents did this, right? This is something it that, is. that would only happen in a movie, right? Like this, there's no way. I don't think this has ever, I don't know, but ever I don't think happened. this was ha- would have ever happened with two people, not an adoption. Yeah, because the what you know, the people that happened you know, that happened in that documentary, they were adopted. I think right. the agency separated them and maybe yes. not I don't know that their adopted parents even knew. They, I think no. the, the agency separated them, but in like for their situation where it's both the divorced parents deciding to they don't their children up they don't like each other enough 
where they never want to see each other again or whatever twin child that they separated. I, yeah, I cannot imagine being like, I'm cool, never seeing my other daughter and her never knowing of my existence. And also that she has a twin. It's so selfish and just like, yeah, I, this, it, I can't, I, I can't imagine this ever happening in real life. <laughs> it's selfish. And then also they're both portrayed to be very good parents. Yeah. So I'm like, be mature. Like, yeah, it didn't seem like either of them would have been so immature as to be like, I can never see you again, even if it means never seeing my other child or depriving my daughter of a sister. Yeah. Like I was like, these are, these seem like perfectly well-adjusted adults. I don't see why. Why? (laughs) Yeah. So that's how where you just, you either suspend disbelief or you don't. And so Cause as a child, I was like, oh yeah, that really sucks. But I kind of just went with it. And now as an adult, I'm like, like how? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, wait, this, there's no way. Like, yeah. As a child, I was like, yeah, that checks out. <laughs> yeah. That makes sense. That makes a whole lot of sense. Yeah. But it, it, it's actually insane when you think about it. <laughs> anyway. So now they're besties and they decide that they want to get, their, yeah. They decide that they want to get their parents back together so that they can be together. The two sisters. And so they learn everything they can about the other and they make like little diagrams of each other's houses. Very smart. And the part that really freaked me out is when she pierces her. It's so real. It is so real. And there was two scenes in the movie that really stuck with me throughout my life. Yeah. And one of the scenes was the ear piercing scene. Yeah. Same. My sister and I, we would like rewind it over and over again and just like freak out. We were like, ah! <laughs> Except in my memory, I thought it was an orange underneath her ear. It was an apple. But right? it was an apple. Yeah. Why? I don't know why. Yeah. I mean, the ice made sense, but I was like, why? Just so she'd have something. To go I, into. And it would need, yeah, something she could stabilize, but then it would have to be able to, the needle would have to penetrate. So that actually, they're smart. Those are smart girls, but, and they, they, they sterilized it. I was like, these yeah. girls are smart. That needle was thick. Yeah. It was gross. Yeah. Smart, resourceful girls. And also pretty badass that Annie did that. That both of them did it. Right. And, and that also, yeah, Hallie gave Annie a great haircut. Yeah. Like a beautiful haircut. I was like, this is, I don't know. These are some like 35 year old women in children's bodies. Right. I don't think I would even be able to give you a haircut like that, but it's like perfect. It is perfect. Yeah, perfect haircut and then pierces her ears. So they are now truly identical. And then they look at themselves in the mirror. I'm like, this was so well filmed. Like, this was so well done. How they f- achieved this effect. It looks great. And her acting. Like, she was, she's just great. She's a great actress. Yeah, I think she really made the movie. Yeah, she was great. And and so then the time comes when they have to leave the camp. Yeah. Right? Yeah. They switch places. Um, I think that's something that if I had a twin, I would switch places all the time. All the time. Especially if she lived in London, would you just be like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, let's let's switch. I'll put on my London accent. Yeah, I would rather live on that giant vineyard. Where, if you had to choose which one, which life would you want, Rachel? Like so, the posh, posh London lifestyle, where your mother's a boutique <laughs> dressmaker, <laughs> or would you like sprawling vineyard in in Northern California? I'd probably choose the vineyard just because less pollution yeah I'd rather live there but I'd rather live with Natasha Richardson right exactly I would want Natasha Richardson as my mom on the vineyard still making dresses but also owning a vineyard I agree but yeah I was like oh this is definitely a Nancy Myers production because the houses are to die for like that vineyard is to die for when when you see it 
Right. And even the, uh, that London hat, that townhouse, it's great. It's beautiful. I loved when Hallie went to London for the first time. Yeah. But she is supposed to live there, but she's like hanging out the window. Oh yeah. Of the taxi. It's so great. It's, it's great. Yeah. She's loving it. There she goes. Yeah. Yeah, That's such a feel good soundtrack. It's great. But when you're that age, for me, international travel seemed completely impossible. Oh, it would, you might as well be going to Mars. So yeah. yeah, the idea of going to London or just anywhere, even going to California when we're yeah. in Escanaba, Michigan, I was just like, oh my God, this is so glamorous. <laughs> like, yeah. So I think that was one of the big draws of the movie too. Yeah, that she gets, she gets to go, um, mm-hmm. go across the pond. I think we see Hallie go to London first, right? Yeah. Yeah. Hallie's in London and she meets her grandfather. I think she calls him. It's so sweet. And then she meets Natasha Richardson and it's just so sweet and lovely when she finally gets to, she meets her mom and just like runs into her arms and they hug. And I love Natasha Richardson in this. She's so lovely. And her hair, the nineties. Yeah. Yeah. She's perfect in this she's movie. Perfect. She's beautiful, lovely woman. So elegant and classy. And again, doesn't strike you as someone who would ever do this. Like Exactly. Yeah, so. it doesn't make, it doesn't add up. It doesn't, no. it doesn't add up. And she's a hardworking woman, but she mm-hmm. always includes her child, like her child, her child. And things that she's doing. Yeah, that I remember that being like my favorite. And when I watched this as a, a little girl is when she's like, would you hate very much to go into the, to the shop with me? And, and because they need her help. And I was like, oh my God. It's only this is to die for her mom designs wedding gowns in this boutique and she's like blowing up and then she goes in and they're doing a photo shoot with that gorgeous model and she's like she's like well put the hat on and and I was like I can't believe you ever considered putting the black top hat on (laughs) remember that I was like that was my other scene that always stuck with me when I was a kid was yeah. the Photoshop scene when she decides to do that top hat. And I was thinking, how did you come up with that? Yeah. You're so creative. Genius woman. Yeah. And but it really like, didn't do anything. Yeah. It just elevated the veil. Yeah. And I was like, wait, why couldn't this, why were they saying they could get the veil to work in any other way? It didn't make any sense. No, it actually didn't make sense, but she's like directing the photo shoot and she's just so awesome. And then yeah, Hallie's like, oh my God, my mom's amazing. And I'm like, yeah, your mom is fucking amazing. And then she does the the photo shoot with the model. Yeah. That always, that always stuck out with me. I thought I, I always loved that. And then we go and then Annie is pretending to be Hallie now and she's in California and her dad picks her up from the airport and she's so excited to meet him for the first time. It looks, did she just fly in on a little plane? It looked like. Like a, like a private plane. I mean, when it's like a private they're, cra- they're crazy wealthy. Like uh, both families, both the parents are. It was like a, li- like a little one. Yeah. And um, then he, he picks her up and drives her back to the estate. And I will call it that because it's like a freaking estate. It's a giant rolling vineyard and like a beautiful California mansion. <laughs> yeah. And then we're introduced to Chessie. <gasps> I love Chessie. I love Chessie. And this is one of the things that I thought, why didn't Chessie and Nick ever get together? Yeah. I know he's her employer. employer. Maybe it's like a brother-sister relationship more. Well, one, and also she's worked for him for 10, yeah. 11 years. Because she was there when, when the girls are born. Allie were, again, how could you keep that secret? I right. I, like, did she sign a blood oath? Or she was like, I will never reveal. Like, I can't imagine keeping that from someone. Like, you got a, you have a twin sister. I just, I can't imagine. 
Because right. I don't think, because I don't think Martin knows. Elizabeth, it didn't seem like he, no, I don't think the, he knew. The butler. So Chessie's counterpart, Martin, it, who is Annie's butler and works for Elizabeth. I don't think he knew about it, did he? That it didn't knew. seem like he did. Yeah, but Chessie knew because she's like, Chessie. well, I was, she's like, I was there when you were born. I'm like, Chessie, what the hell? Like, yeah. So Chessie, I think, is introduced also as a butler. But I seems- never know what her housekeeper, but she like does all the cooking and she probably cleans that giant house. Yeah. So it seems like they each have maybe Hallie has Chessie sort of as a mother figure. Yeah. And then Annie, I think grandfather is more of a father figure. Yeah, because Martin doesn't seem like a father figure. He seems more like adult, a adult bestie. But again, it's weird how they portray the housekeeper and the and the butler. It's oh, they're just one of the family. And it's like, no, they're your employee. So it's just kind of, it's a little cringe where it's like, okay, you can't pretend this person is, oh, you're just like the family when they're your subordinate. Right. You know, it's just a little bit weird. But at that point, if you've been working for someone for that long and you know their children, it would start to feel more like your family. But then it's like, okay, but actually this is an employer-employee relationship. It would be hard. That line would get blurry. But yeah, I'm like, does Chessie live there? I think she has to live there. Sweet gig. If all you have to do is like cook and clean and you get to live at that place, like that seems like a sweet deal to me. Yeah. She only has to take care of the one child and a dog. I know. I am wondering. It seems like they should have cooked up. Yeah. Maybe they did a few times and just never never talked about it again. (laughs) There's a lot of backstory that wasn't explained. Yeah. Yeah. Chessie. Like Chessie. What is Chessie short for? Is that just her name? Is her name just Chessie? It, it could be, or Chelsea. But Chelsea doesn't sound di- much different from Chessie. <laughs> so Jess- I don't know. Jessica. Don't know. Jessica. <laughs> That's definitely her name. Her name is Jessica. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So yeah, we meet Chessie and she's awesome. And she has the best 90s mom energy. She's like every 90s mom that you want. She and looks like, she looks like she could be in a 90s sitcom. Yeah. Like a, a mom. And a she's, mom. she's dressed like Gen Z dresses. Like the fashion is, this is how girls dress now. She's got her pants are up to the waist and she's wearing denim button downs and like, kind of like a farm ranch style, yeah, like a tank top underneath. But yeah, she's dressed like this is what Gen Z is dressed like now, but it looks great. We've come back around to where it's like, oh, this doesn't look dated anymore. This is how people are dressing. Yeah. Now. Oh, I think when we were growing up, it was kind of the seventies would come back. Yeah. We Cause wear we would wear bell bottoms, bell bottoms and, and peasant Pe- tops. Peasant. Yeah. Like a peasant, peasant. top. Peasant tops and like platforms and stuff. Yeah. So it's like, it's usually only, yeah, it's usually about 20 years back when people start, <laughs> the fashion comes back around. <laughs> Look at your cat. He's so cute. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, so cute. So yeah, she's, she meets Chessie and then does she meet, wait. She meets Meredith right away because she's wait, she there. Does? She sees yeah. her like, and she's like, who's yeah, that? So, so she gets in the house. Chessie goes, oh, I made chili your favorite. Your favorite. And then the dad comes in and um, he grabs a bowl of chili and then he goes out because he says something like, I have someone for you to, to meet you or mean, I want to introduce yeah. you to somebody. And then we see her through the window of the house, just this big uh, hat. Oh, it's so it's so <laughs> iconic. It, her outfits are great. Meredith's yes. outfits are fire in this movie. It was definitely something when I was watching as a kid, I thought she she looked great. I, she's, yeah, yeah, yeah. She, and her introduction is 
I, I might reference Titanic in every episode of this podcast, but yeah, when, you know, when Rose steps out of the car and her hat, like that yes. icon, the iconic shot of Kate Winslet getting out of the car and then the camera goes on, you know, her hat lifts up and you see her face, except that's our hero shot. And this one, it's a villain shot. And they play like sexy saxophone music. You did, She's wearing this like black, almost looks like a lampshade hat, but it looks great. And the white dress. And yeah, she's dressed pretty timelessly. Yes, it, it could be look, filmed today. And it yeah, like it doesn't look still. dated. It was, she looks great. She's always wearing these very tailored dresses, you know, like a pencil, you know, like a pencil dress and always looks very clean and very Chanel. I wouldn't be surprised if she was just wearing Chanel. Same thing with um, Natasha Richardson, just classy, timeless, the way they're dressed. It looks, everyone looks great. <laughs> yeah, everyone's so good. Bringing, okay, speaking of Meredith, I was, I follow this person in, on Instagram and I think the account is called Hey Free Samples. She does little skits and stuff. She did one where she she like reenacted the scene at the end where Meredith is at is at the campsite, you know, when, when they go camping at the end and she's like banging sticks together and stuff. And and where she's like, I will make your lives miserable until the day I say I do or whatever. And she eats the nuts, she doesn't eat the lizard, the lizard ends up in her mouth. Anyway, yeah. she reenacted that. And that then I, so funny. Yeah. And then I commented and, and I was like, was anyone else here terrified of slash in love with Meredith as a child? And 25 women were like, yes. And I was like, great. That's, that's the perfect way to put it. I feel seen because yeah, she's very, very hot in this movie. And um, I just remember being terrified of her, but in awe of her. Yes. And like in love and be like, oh my God, she's so pretty. Yeah. And it's funny because Chessie, the, so the actress that plays Chessie is named Lisa Ann Walter. And the actress who played Meredith in this, her name is Elaine Hendricks. But in real life, they became best friends. Did you know this? No, I didn't know. Oh, it's great. That's yeah. so cute. They've, they've reenacted the scene where she rings the bell. <laughs> and like there's, there's this great, it went kind of viral a while ago where Elaine escorted Lisa to some event. But like as her date, like dressed in a tux. And like the lesbians of the interweb went insane because it was like Ma- it was Meredith and Chessie. Like, as well, that would have been the that would have been a better pairing. Yeah, for her to end up with Meredith that, than the Butler. Yeah, that was that would be the perfect enemies to lovers is Meredith and Chessie. Yeah, because one of them is like this earthy farm woman, and one is like uptight publicist from. <laughs> it would have been great, and like, and they have chemistry in real life because they they became like these on this. That's a remake. We should. We yeah, should, it's just right. It's fodder for fanfic. Just yeah. In, in, yeah, because when you see that picture, it's like, oh my god, they're lesbian couple goals. <laughs> but I don't know. I don't know if they are. But a lot of the Instagram accounts I follow are are queer women. So everyone freaked out over that. And was like, oh, they're definitely together. And I'm like, I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> well, but Chessie. So this is another fact that I had looked up. <laughs> so Chessie, three years after the Parent Trap. She ended up having twins and they were born on the same birthday as the twins in the Parent Trap movie. Wait, the actress did? Yeah. Her, no the act- yes. On October 11th? Are you yes. kidding? Yes. She oh. had twin boys. Oh, okay. That's amazing. Oh, I love that. Love that for her. <laughs> love that journey for her. So yeah, she meets, um, wait, yeah, Hallie, Hall- no, Annie pretending to be Hallie meets Meredith. Meredith is very Grace Kelly. She's in that white dress and she's so just like fake, just dripping. So I don't know. What is the word? Disingenuous. She's got like a crocodile, like a, like a crocodile, yeah. like a crocodile smile. You know, you can tell she's just pretending to be nice to this little girl because she doesn't want anything to do with her. She just right. wants to marry. Into money. 
Yeah, Matt, uh, but it's weird because it seems like she comes from a lot of money. Yeah, exactly. And she's like a probably doing well as a publicist, but I guess she just doesn't want to do that. She's like, I'd rather just be kind of a kept woman on this estate. You know what? Don't blame her. <laughs> I, I wouldn't turn it down either. Well, you know, when people think of a gold digger, usually their counter, like the person that they're trying to get married isn't very desirable, but yeah. he seems like an okay guy. Yeah, he's Dennis Quaid's a good looking man. I mean, he was probably 15 years older than her because she's supposed to be 26, 26. in this. Yeah. But, yeah, but I was like, plenty of women would be down for that. I guess if I, I mean, depending on what kind of gold digger you are, if you're, if you want that money now, you marry a really old guy. <laughs> I suppose there's, yeah, there's advantages to that. Yeah. But he, but he seemed like a pretty, apart from the fucked up arrangement he made with his ex, yeah, like a decent guy and handsome and, and has this giant sprawling vineyard. So, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. So yeah, but Meredith is definitely portrayed as a very much a villain in this but yeah. I love I love her interactions with uh Lindsay they're I love them too they're great they're great acting acting off of each other when she's in the pool in the inner tube <laughs> yes oh and then <laughs> she says um oh my dad brings lots of girls over you're not the first she's and... like num- she's like you're number 29 or something yeah and, and then, then she yeah she says something like because the horse is named Sprout, the one that Meredith rides around. And then <laughs> Annie is like, yeah, dad, you know, Sprout is used to strange women, women riding on her. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's funny. Oh my God. And then they, and then, yeah, they talk to each other on the landline. Annie calls Pally immediately and is like, you need to get back here now. Like he's met this He's serious know. about this woman. Yeah, you yeah, to yeah. Come back. Got this gold digger, this like sex pot gold digger. You need to come here now. And then I remember being frustrated with Tally as a little girl. Like, yeah, you need to get back now. But she just does. She just wants to be with her mom. Understandable. Yeah, I can't. Sorry. She like crackles. There still. The, yeah, she yeah. like crackles the candy wrapper. Oh wait, and of course Meredith has a gay sidekick. Yeah. Remember her friend that she like drives up on the golf cart, and she's like, I want you to meet. Hallie, the one I, I've been, I've told you so much about her. And then she gets, they leave Hallie and well, Annie pretending to be Hallie and Nick leave. And then she's like, do her gay sidekick. She's like, and then I send the little brat up to boarding school in Timbuktu. And he's just like ice woman or yeah. ice queen. I'm like, of course she has a gay sidekick. This woman well, definitely. <laughs> when we first met her, mm-hmm. she really, her character arc really gets worse and worse and worse. Oh, yeah. Like, we first meet her. I'm like, oh, she's not that bad. But yeah. then when she's on the golf cart and made that comment, yeah, it really, yeah, it really showed where her head's at. Yeah, and you know, all her her little friend was just like, yeah, yes, queen, and just like, of course, she's got, of course, she's probably got a whole gaggle, yeah, of gay, of gay men that just yes, queen, everything she does, and then she's she's bad news. She's just there to like replace, yeah, replace. Pally, she doesn't want anything to do with her. She just has no interest in being a stepmother or any right. kind of mother figure. She just wants the, the whole sweet vineyard dollars and lifestyle. So, yeah. So one of the things that I noticed watching this movie was the mom. She was so perfect. Yeah, she was. But the dad, why would he decide to get engaged while his daughter's at camp? Oh, not even so, tell her. That's so shitty. Yeah, I, I wrote that down in my notes too, Rachel, where I was like, how pissed would you be if you came home from like two months? 
right. two to three, not even three months. And your dad is engaged. Yeah. What kind of father decides to make yeah. that kind of life altering decision yeah. without even including his daughter in it first? Yeah. And then just saying, yeah, I'm marrying her after two, like two months. Yeah. I was like, oh my God, he's blinded. He didn't, he didn't learn. No, no. He's not thinking with his head right now, Rachel. <laughs> but he yeah. must, he must like blondes because. Oh yeah. She looks very, they look very similar. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I can't imagine how angry I would be if my parent did that. I would just be like, are you fucking kidding me? Like I leave for two months and you don't know this woman at all. <laughs> but one of the great Disney kind of villains of the nineties, Meredith, Meredith yeah. Blake. And he keeps trying to contact Hallie and Hallie keeps ignoring her. So it escalates. She doesn't know that they're engaged yet. Oh, is that when it, when. So okay. then they're, and she's sort of avoiding it because she knows what's coming. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause he, the father tells her that he has something important to discuss with her. And then they're on the horses. Um, to oh, and she, ride, she, and she, she like runs away. <laughs> yep. And then one of the funniest scenes I think is when he tells her that um, I'm going to make Meredith part of the family. And she goes. <laughs> Oh yeah. Oh, I always wanted it a sister. You yeah. Adopt her, right? <laughs> it's really funny. It's pretty funny writing. Yeah. Funny. De- well, funny delivery. Funny writing. It's good. He's like, um, no, I'm gonna marry her, and that's when she starts yelling in French, right? Yep. And that's and when she sends the SOS fax. Yeah. Fax machines, Rachel. Oh my God. Yeah. This. Imagine how different this movie would be if it was set in 2020. Today. Because they they would both have smartphones yeah they like would just Skype. Just... they'd be constantly texting each other on like whatsapp you know it'd be a lot easier she'd oh. be sending her pictures of meredith so they just got in or he just told annie that they were getting engaged and she sent the fax and she ran down the block to find a phone booth because she didn't have a cell phone lol her grandfather follows her so then um she decides that yeah i have to come clean so we mm-hmm. can go to California and stop this engagement. Yep. And that happens off camera, her discussion with her grandfather, right? Yeah. Yeah, so, we don't see it. We don't see it. Yep. They just take a long walk in the park and she tells him. Yeah. Tells him. Um, yeah. So we need to talk about, wait, so Chessie is the first one. Yeah. That's where to, Hallie tells, or she, Annie. Annie tells, because Annie's pretending to be Hallie. Yeah. But Chessie kind of figures it out on her own yeah she's like okay you're not eating anything like your favorite foods the dog doesn't recognize you you're acting weird (laughs) it's almost like if you were and then she goes annie yeah oh yeah lisa ann walter does such a great job in the scene when she's like oh my god it's you (laughs) and then nick comes in and he's like why are you looking at her like that she's like why am i looking at her like what and she's like (laughs) (laughs) and then she doesn't tell Nick <laughs> no I know. she's like I'm just gonna stay out of this and then um well he, I, is this when Hallie or Annie as Hallie is she confronts Meredith again when they're on those swinging benches it's so good it's yeah because so I was like oh, I was like this movie 1998 I'm like I don't think this scene would be in a movie today because they have this 11 year old being like well don't you think a marriage should be based on more than sex and I was like what this is a Disney movie and you've had this 11 year old actress there say this line. I was going, how did this get in this movie? Yeah, there's a couple scenes where I thought, 
yeah that wouldn't be no disney no, movie today no, no. i don't think no and then meredith is like wow, wow i underestimated you didn't i yeah and then she just talks to her woman to woman yeah and the mask comes off and she's like yeah yeah there's nothing you can do about it you're not the only like woman in your father's life anymore and when we get married you're going off to boarding school yeah um yeah. so then back in london annie has to tell her mom it's so cute the way she does it yeah talk about it okay so she goes into her bedroom her mom is on the phone working but she just Mm -hmm. crawls into bed with her and her mom asks her if they're gonna go shopping today and Hallie goes I can't I'm going out of town (laughs) isn't that cute (laughs) that's so cute and then she goes under the covers yeah she's gotta hide her face it's it's very sweet it's very sweet and then she confesses that she's not Annie she's actually Hallie. And then, yeah, they have the sweetest little moment. And then, yeah, Natasha Richardson's so good. Because it'd be hard to play that scene because, you know, it's absurd. The whole like, premise is absurd. But just to act like this is my other my daughter that I've never that you've never seen. And you probably think about her all the time. Yeah, because she's like, well, I just really wanted you to love me. Or she's like, I was hoping one day you could love me as much as you love Annie. And she's like, I love you your whole life. Aww. sweet line but then what the fuck are you doing separate you know I'm like that's exactly. the thing where I can't I couldn't like really I I had I couldn't really suspend no well thing. in a yeah in a modern retelling a lot of people find each other on ancestry.com now or freaking like Facebook or, or Facebook like, like yeah like in that documentary the two girls found found each other right yeah um, but I, I I love when uh Elizabeth freaks out and she's smoking with the curlers in her hair. <laughs> See, another thing they wouldn't have today in a Disney children's movie is a woman smoking like that. No. Because she's freaking out. She's like strung out smoking and with curlers. And does, yep. she, have, does she have sunglasses on or she just has Yeah, she has sunglasses on. Yeah. She's freaking out. And then Martin's like, Martin's basically her gay friend who's like, you'll kill in this dress. <laughs> right. <laughs> because they have to go. She's like, well, yeah. you have, we have to go back to, we're going to meet in California now. Yep. So the twins hatch another plan. Yeah. Another scheme. Yeah. Where Elizabeth, Natasha's character, she knows that she's going to reunite the girls, mm-hmm. but the father doesn't. Callie tells her, yep, we're just going to meet my dad at this hotel in California called the Stafford. Like a fancy re- one. Mm-hmm. But in reality, her dad is going there with Meredith to scope it out for their upcoming wedding. And he doesn't realize that he's going to see Elizabeth. After like 11 years. <laughs> yep. Yep. So they fly all the way there. And it's funny when Elizabeth gets out of the car totally drunk. Like, doesn't yep. she go out legs first or something? Legs first. And then she's just like shooting them back as she's getting out and she's stumbling around. She plays drunk really well because she's not overdoing it. Exactly. Yeah. But she's been doing shots. <laughs> yeah. That's definitely a scene that wouldn't be included in a yeah, Disney film today. I know. Today, she's doing shots and she's very drunk and she's slurring her words and then I like when she's like we'll go upstairs <laughs> like she's like can't say it and then Chessie like imitates her it's really funny <laughs> oh well well she sees Nicholas in in the hotel basically making out with Meredith but she doesn't see Meredith's face right but, but he's like he's <laughs> the woman was too stunned to speak like he's just like shocked <laughs> yeah I love that part where he sees her her, him and Meredith are in an elevator together. Yeah. And he sees Elizabeth from the elevator and the door is closing and he's trying to get a better look. So he's his like, face is like going. That. And she's just like, mm-hmm. 
she Great. thinks that he knows that she's there so she's waving normal and he looks and absolutely stunned shocked. yeah and she's like so humiliated like she goes back upstairs and I think she slams a few more shots back <laughs> but I was like yeah this is so inappropriate that she's just unloading all this to her daughters all of her personal I was like no this she wouldn't I don't think this woman would be doing that I no. guess she's plastered and has never been drunk like that before but I don't think she would any no it was out of character you don't like. share that with your how upset you are about just the way she was doing it it was not something you talk discuss with your daughter your mm. ch- your children but then she ends up at the bar I think she's trying to make hangover cure hangover yeah. cure or something and she's at the bar and then Meredith meets her yeah because Meredith recognizes her as a famous wedding dress designer well yeah that's the thing was she watches her sign and she's like you're elizabeth james and i'm like that's a very common name there's got to be like a million elizabeth jameses <laughs> that didn't make much sense at no all. but i love how natasha richardson delivers the line i think i just drink tall <laughs> <laughs> again they're getting so slammed i was like yeah i don't think there'd be this much drunkenness and like sex talk in a children's Disney movie today. No. Probably not, right? But then no. Meredith is like, oh my God, you know, can you, I want you to design my my gown. You know, Meredith has a ton of money. Yeah. She's like, well, plus yeah. Nick is going to put the bill, I'm sure. Oh, isn't it like, oh, tradition? She seems like this old money type where traditionally the bride's family would pay, pays. And so I think she comes from money anyway. I, it, it seems yeah. like it. And then it's funny. Did you did you learn this little bit of trivia that the woman playing her mother was the Meredith equivalent in the 1961 movie? Oh, yeah, I did see that. Yeah, where she's like, you may call me Aunt Vicky. And it, yeah, in the 1961 movie, I think her the Meredith equivalent's character name was Vicky. So she's like playing herself. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of hidden gems and Mm-hmm. references back to the old film oh yeah because then Lindsay Lohan on the way to the elevator starts singing the song yep yeah let's get together yeah 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 wait I don't think Elizabeth recognized Meredith though right no she didn't know who she was yeah she didn't recognize her she just saw her from behind yeah but she I think just... she agreed to make her wedding gown which yeah. I thought was a bit odd <laughs> aren't they getting married in two weeks uh, oh yeah that's another thing is this woman would probably have want the most elaborate wedding. Could you plan that? And I feel like a place like this Stafford would be booked like crazy. If they're like insanely wealthy, they could probably push somebody. Yeah, do something. And you know, she's just rushing with that ring on it Mm -hmm. and probably convince Nick not to make her sign a prenup or anything like that. So I felt bad for Elizabeth. She's always working, even on vacation. She's getting propositioned. Yeah, she's like, oh, sure. Well, she probably makes a shit ton of vacation. And this woman was probably like, I will pay you in 1998. I'll pay you $35,000 to make me this gown (laughs) or some crazy amount of money. She's like, sure thing. Sure thing. (laughs) You got it. I'll ship one over. Just couture, handmade, custom-made gown. Anyway. Oh yeah, we kind of see a little bit of her designs when they go to the boutique. Do you remember mm-hmm. liking? Do you remember liking the dresses? I thought they were pretty uh, normal looking. Nothing but cr- but nice, but nice, nice. Yeah, I don't know in what order this happens, but they all they end up at the pool, and Nicholas just brushes off his future in laws because he wants to. He's like making a beeline for Elizabeth. He sees her and then at the pool. Yeah, and then falls in the pool. She's like recovering from her hangover still. She's like sitting at the pool, and then he. he falls into the pool 
Oh yeah, Meredith comes. Okay, I you know what? Meredith sucks, but also I kind of sympathize with her a little bit. Because could you imagine finding out that this man did this? Like, I, I guess Marilyn, Meredith wouldn't give a shit. That, but she wouldn't. I, but if I found out that the man I was about to marry separated his daughters, I... No. No. I, That'd like, be a deal breaker. Absolutely. Like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> like, what... No, what is actually wrong with you? I Yeah, Meredith wouldn't care. But, like, I guess for, from her point, she can't stand Hallie anyway so to find out that there's two Hallies essentially there's yeah. like an Annie and Hallie it's a nightmare yeah but yeah Nick Nick falls into the pool he kind of gets hurt so uh, Elizabeth goes up to him and then she asks for a first aid kit and she's kind of <laughs> trying to uh, nurse his wounds and then this is a scene that Meredith stumbles on and uh, she goes oh oh you've met that's great because she thinks it's just her wedding dress designer and then <laughs> how she do you reali- know each other <laughs> yeah then she realizes oh they were married and they had kids and one of the kids is a twin that's a lot for Meredith to absorb in like 10 seconds about <laughs> about her future husband yeah I like when he's like you know it's a small world and she's like how small <laughs> it's, good. <laughs> it's really good and then she sees Annie. He's like, hi, hi, Meredith. And she's like, hi. And then and on the other side, Hallie, Hallie, hi, Meredith. And she's like, <laughs> there's two of you. There's two of you. <laughs> the two daughters try to rekindle the, the flames. Uh, how much money do they have where they're like, yeah, we rented this private yacht to have this candle at dinner. <laughs> it's wild. It's, it is it's, wild. Yeah. It, they kind of mentioned that their grandfather helped them oh, pay yeah. for the yacht. And Elizabeth's father. But I mean, come on. I just, what? And he's this invested in his daughter getting back with her ex that she clearly hated hated so much that she was willing to never see him again. And in so doing, separate her daughters. Like, I don't, I, I just, I don't yeah. know. And then Chessie and Martin are ready to jump each other. <laughs> yeah, they, they just instantly fall in love. We used to always laugh. We, we would crack up when he came out in his Speedo. My sister and I would be like, <laughs> I know, that was... I don't know if that would be in a, in a children's movie again today. I just, it's so weird. And then they like bump up into each other in the doorway. It's just like, what is this? I feel so weird right now. I feel like that didn't need to be part of the movie. No, I don't think we needed that. And I, Martin seemed very gay to me. Like, he did, especially with the dress scene where he was picking out what dress. Like, you're killing it. If I with had those your legs, legs. If I had your legs, I would this number you're kidding it and I was like yeah the same so it's almost weird if he's not gay that he was oh my god I don't know yeah Martin seems like a very gay best friend yeah but okay this is comp het Rachel (laughs) compulsory heterosexuality this is what this is what it is this is (laughs) like in action right here I can't even remember what they say to each other on the yacht do you um basically that they're kind of reminiscing about getting together, but then it takes a turn to, there was a reason this didn't work in the first place. Yeah. We yeah. never know the reason why. It was something really bad because she's, I, she, she threw something at him and then left, like storm, like stormed away. Yeah. And he didn't follow her. They basically decide that they're not going to pursue a romantic relationship together, but they will have to discuss how they're going to have the girls see each other in the future and how they're going to work out. Which you should have done in the first place. In the first place. And it seems like at least Elizabeth would have 
the wherewithal to insist on having that discussion, right? Yes. I don't know. Well, they kind of start arguing about when they're going to have the girls and they go, well, this is why we separated them in the first place. And like, no, this is so stupid. I, I can't. (laughs) It's so dumb. So then they decide to go, they're going to leave the hotel, but Hallie and Annie don't want them to leave yet because they haven't fallen in love yet. So they hatch another plan where they're not going to tell her parents which one they are. So they could mistakenly bring home the wrong twin again. Um, it, so they tell their their father that they want to go on the camping trip together that their father has with Hallie at the end of every summer. And after that camping trip, then they'll tell the parents which one's which. Which is they, insane. Yeah. But they go along with it. Of course, because it's a movie. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they go back to the sprawling vineyard and and then Meredith is like, well, I'm not all right with you going on this trip and then so and the so, girls yeah so, so the, Elizabeth invites Meredith to go with yeah so the girls original plan was that they were going to go with the girls the dad and the mom alone they, like alone just, yeah they didn't even think to invite Meredith they didn't want her there could you imagine see again I'm like thinking about Meredith like that actually is really shitty it really is really do. shitty yeah <laughs> so then Meredith is like what why you're going alone and so like, I'm not okay with actually no I'm not all right with it so Elizabeth and, decides to invite her to go along and then the morning of it's so funny she's like cool I'm not going and I'm like you know what good for you Elizabeth she's like I don't need to put up with this bullshit drama and then Meredith is like well if you're not going I don't have to go <laughs> And then she's like, no, this is a good chance for you to get to know the girls. They're going to be happy all soon. I know. Our accents are terrible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But Mer- you can tell Meredith this is just like, oh, shit. She's serving. Meredith is serving in her designer athletic wear. She could wear that today. She could. Yeah. It looked great. And all the course, outfits. Yeah. Everyone, everyone looks great. But especially Meredith and um, Elizabeth look really, really well. But great in their their dresses and everything. And the yeah. coiffed hair. It's, yes. It just looks so good. And of course, Meredith is not an outdoorsy person. She's not athletic. She goes to the gym, but she's not strong. She's like, I'm going to kill my trainer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's not rugged. She's not into camping. I mean, she's fit, but she's not. She hates. She does not want to be outdoors at any time. No. So they're hiking to their camping spot. And Mm -hmm. the girls are trying to prank Meredith. So this is something. So she's having a hard time. Meredith is having a hard time struggling to keep up. Hallie picks up a rock and looks at it. She starts putting. See, Rachel, even as an eight-year-old, I was like, these girls suck. They're awful. I I was like, these are little assholes. I couldn't believe how terrible they were being. Yeah, they're putting rocks in her pack. Rocks in her bag. And which one? Hallie puts the lizard on the water bottle. Yeah, and she, she puts goes, it in her hair. Yep. But when Hallie was, pick, like, she picked up the rock and kind of looked at Meredith and looked at the rock. I thought she was going to smash her with it. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> this is this getting gonna, really dark. Is this taking a turn? It's turning into Dateline. Yeah. But yeah, they're seriously awful to her. Meredith sucks, but you also suck. And then the dad just leaves her there. Yeah. Like, the okay, dad, he, well. Nick, Nick kind of sucks. He does. As like a boyfriend or whatever. So he's, 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 he sucks. He does. He just leaves her there. Okay, we'll see ya. We'll see you when you see ya. Yeah, he kind of sucks really hard. So the camping trip is a disaster. They keep messing with Meredith and like telling her that they're mountain lions and stuff. <laughs> and then somehow she ends up on her air mattress in the middle of the lake, which... Yeah, the twins decide to pull out her air mattress and float her in the lake. So when she wakes up in the morning... 
She's in the middle of the lake. She's in the middle of the lake. How did she not wake up? And first, I she could have drowned. She could have fallen, rolled in the middle of the night and just yeah. like not been so disoriented. She didn't know where she was and drowned. This is really messed up. Yeah, it's yeah, it's taking a turn for the dark. These girls are a little bit like Macaulay Culkin and Home mm-hmm. Alone, where they're kind of a little bit. There's like some antisocial tendencies here. Anyway, and she's like, I mean, understandably outraged. And she's like, you, you have to choose between me or them. And of course he chooses his children. Yeah. Which is great. Of course. Obviously. Of course he would. So they return to the house without Meredith until, I don't know how she, Yeah. What? how does she get back? That's like the last time we see her, isn't it? Yeah. (laughs) She got eaten by a mountain lion. She got lost. She could have. Yeah, probably. So they go back and then, yeah, Nicholas tries to put the moves on Elizabeth and the seller and she's like no we can't do it or whatever yeah I thought it was weird like they had a wine when they first got married on the boat the year like the The, special year the special wine and vintage yeah vintage wine and then he just he told her I I've searched the entire world I have every single bottle of this wine it's like dude you clearly still have a thing for her and you're off trying to get married Uh, he kind of does suck he does I, I don't like that they ended up together. No, I think Elizabeth could do a lot better. She's doing fine on her own, actually. She was. Yeah. Just, like, split custody. Like, you should have done from the beginning if you're that insistent on divorcing each other, right? Yeah. Then Annie and Elizabeth return to London, and there's, like, sad music. And then, but wait! <laughs> there's some more. And then they, they like, they go to the, the parlor or, or the study or wherever grandfather's study is and she sees the newspaper and she thinks it's her elizabeth thinks it's her dad but then no no it's actually hallie doesn't she have a pipe in her mouth too i don't remember i thought she did she could yeah i'm like oh my god this movie and she's like we you were only gone for like whatever five minutes i'm like how did they beat them there though that doesn't make any sense the the concord takes them there in half the time it doesn't make it it actually makes no sense zero cents actually because it's not like one of them had a why did it's like a direct wasn't it a direct play it did yeah it didn't make any sense so then they reunite Nick maybe they him. just took the private jet yeah probably right whatever she they beat them there and then nick and elizabeth reunite they reunite he tells her um i wasn't going to leave you or i i, I didn't want to leave let you go like i did the last time mm-hmm. so i have way too many issues here but there are they've never just got so much trauma that the girls can't imagine that being an easy thing to just get over the fact that your parents separated you right well here's the thing if he decided to go after her he should be the one to move to England I yeah think. yeah but yeah. it was there was no epilogue there's no explanation they, they show some to, pictures don't they oh yeah they get married and then they show like chessie and martin they show like martin proposing to chessie i think yeah i mean that's a lot to ask of her to move it's uh, but he's he was probably like well i can't leave my vineyard whatever you can design dresses from california but it's, i don't see these two there's a lot that they would need to work through yeah and with their children as well it's just and it didn't even seem like she really liked him all that much like no. while the you can tell that he was completely obsessed with her yeah the way that he looked her in the elevator and he fell in the pool yeah the scene she, in the cellar I don't know it just was weird it's just things you just have to overlook if you're gonna enjoy the movie it's supposed yeah. to be a light breezy film that you don't really take seriously so 
we're here for like Lindsay Lohan, right? We're, we're here for like, the antics. Like, yes, the twins get up to mostly. And then it's over. Yeah. And again, it's like two hours and nine minutes, I want to say. Anyway. <laughs> well, that's the movie. Rachel, what's your overall takeaway? I really like the movie. It's cute, um, isn't it? Yeah. I don't, it doesn't matter to me that they got together or not, but <laughs> I think the char- the relationship between the two sisters was really fun to watch. Yeah. Lindsay Lohan does a great job. It was a very, yeah, it was very nostalgic. Um, definitely the scene where Hallie tells her mom that she's Hallie and not Annie. That was my favorite part of the movie. I loved all of the scenes where they found out who they actually were with Chessie and Hallie. And yeah, I like those a lot too. I think I'm with you there. And I enjoyed like the camp stuff was so fun. Yeah, the camp stuff. And I love when when Annie as Hallie confronts Meredith like every time. It's so good. It's it's actually really great. (laughs) It's really well done. Yeah. Really well acted, well directed. And the soundtrack is lovely. Yeah, I love the soundtrack. And they had a like that little moment where they're going to the photo boot or the photo shoot and they're playing the Beatles and then they walk oh. across. Yeah, see that's that's the kind of stuff. Like I love that part as I think that was like my favorite as a kid. Was that photo shoot montage where she goes with her mother to the boutique. And yeah. the fo- I remember thinking this is like the coolest. This is like the, the coolest job ever. This is, the great, this is the greatest thing. And what what's the song that's playing when they're in the boutique? It's Never Let You Go by Jacaranda. Hey, uh, nah, 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 hey. Oh, yeah. It's so good. That's a, such a good song. It's such a oh, feel good movie. It but... is. You're feeling really good. The music is, is just great. Love it. And 90s good. I just feel warm, you know? <laughs> yep. And I loved um, all of Annie's outfits. She was such a oh so cute. She reminded me of Madeline. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's just so cute. And Hallie's like spunky tomboy thing she has going on. I always thought she was so cool. Oh, she's so cool. She's such a badass, like <laughs> with her blue nails and plaid and stuff. She can play poker. You know, how to play poker. Lindsay Lohan did a great job playing two different characters. Like you believe that they're two different people. I, yeah, I thought that she was two different people. She's great. She did a great job. And we as a society. We're not great to Lindsay Lohan. No. Or Britney Spears or a lot of you know these young women that in the 90s were exploited terribly as young child performers. So that's hard. I mean, it was hard not to think of watching this as well, but I think she's doing a lot better now. Yeah, I she's, agree. She's doing better. Britney's doing a lot better. So yeah, <laughs> I think Lindsay, I think she did the right thing. She took a break from acting oh. for a while. Yeah, she needed to. <laughs> And now she's she's back with I watched uh, that Christmas movie. Oh yeah, last year, and she's got two more Netflix movies coming Good. out. I think. I think she's doing better. I think she's probably much healthier now. And the same with Britney. She took a break, and people realized. I think we all realized how shitty we were to her, like exacerbating her mental health. And that can't be easy. No, and that that yeah, I think the way she was treated and scrutinized and mocked, I think really was a huge factor in her crisis yes so hopefully we're getting better right yeah I hope so I think as this is it seems like we're more cognizant of mental health mental health now than more, we were in the more 90s. sensitive more sensitive certainly so oh oh Rachel this was fun <laughs> yep you gotta come back on what what's something you'd want to cover I, I would love to do the others because we saw that movie together. Oh, Rachel. Yes. 
that's like one of my favorite movies now. It's such a modern, I think it's like a modern horror classic. It's so well done, like a gothic horror. I haven't watched it in a long time. Well, passengers, we hope you've enjoyed our trip down memory lane while we discussed the parent trap. And I'm sure Rachel will be back, right, Rachel? Yep, I'm always open to riding shotgun. Of course you are. And normally Kristen does this part, but I can share our, our socials. You can find us at, you can reach us at, I think it's female driven podcast at gmail.com and find us at female driven podcast on Instagram. And we'd love to hear from you, engage with you. We will, you'll be hearing, I feel so, such a dweeb. You'll be hearing from us soon. We hope you'll jump on board. <laughs> Rachel, what do I say? <laughs> join the bandwagon. Join the bandwagon. I don't know. What's a driver thing I could say? Because um, jumping on board is a hop, in, hop in the car. Hop in the car. Hop, hop in the car. Hop in the car? Yeah. Just hop on hop, in. Or come along for the ride. Come along for the ride. That's a come better on. one. Oh, that's right. I think that's in the intro. Oh, God. Okay. Yeah. Jumping on board is a boat thing. So... Yeah, we're not in a boat. No, no. Hop in, jump, jump in, come along for the ride. Yep. Buckle up. Buckle up. Like Betty Davis says, fasten your seatbelts. Okay. I'm so sorry. <laughs> we will we'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye.